This is Purple Radio On Demand. Lovely. So, hello everyone and welcome back to Purple Radio On Demand's Eurovision Previews. Today, I'm speaking with a band who will be flying all the way from Down Under to represent their country at Eurovision this year in Liverpool. Welcome, Voyager. Thank you so much. It's amazing to have you speaking to us today. Uh, would you like to please introduce yourselves to our listeners? Yeah, sure thing. Um, my name's Alex, and I am the second singer in the band, and I also play the bass. I'm Scott, and I play one of the two guitars. Lovely. It's lovely to meet you. Um, let's talk about your selection for Australia at the contest this year. So for any listeners who are unaware, Voyager almost represented Australia at Eurovision last year with their song Dreamer because they finished second in Australia Decides. And Dreamer is a highly catchy track. I really recommend checking it out. It's, it's amazing. It was one of my favorites of the selection. Um, so despite you not going to Eurovision last year, you were internally selected to represent Australia at this year's contest. And so I was just pleased wondering, was this something that you applied for or were you scouted by the Australian delegation? Um, I guess because we did so well uh, the previous year, it kind of, it must've just made sense to them to go, you know what, let's just take Voyager this year. You know, <laughs> I think they deserve it. We've been, we've been kind of slaving away at trying to get into Eurovision for a, uh, quite some time now. And so it's just been this steady upward path. Um, but there wasn't exactly any sort of specific conversations. They said, submit a song. And so we did, and we had some back and forth and here we are now. And was Promise created with Eurovision in mind or were you considering any other options? It was. Uh, yeah, we specifically crafted that song for the Eurovision stage with staging in mind, with the performance of it in mind. So where Dreamer was a song that we had to kind of whittle down from and a Voyager song that was probably about four and a half minutes long. We really enjoyed the process of writing a song specifically fit for purpose, fit for Eurovision, fit for world domination. And you said that you made- Is that too dramatic? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Is that maybe a little no, bit too dramatic an answer? I feel it's no, appropriate. It's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, so what do you mean by fit for Eurovision? What do you think is the, what do you think represents the contest in terms of music? I think it, it needs to be a song that would uh, suit a massive stage and suit drama and... Like, like the sirens going off in the background. Yeah, there's lots of drama going on. <laughs> we should get them involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's got to have, it's got to have a left turn. It's got to be engaging, interesting. It's got to be... I reckon it's just got to be over the top in some particular way, you know, it's got to hit a peak at some point, you know, um, and I feel like Promise does a much better job of taking you on a journey than, uh, than Dreamer did even. I love that song, but I feel like Promise has so much more dynamics and would mm. suit a large stage and the dramatization of a large stage much better than, than Dreamer would have. It reminds me of Scott's, uh, Scott has a really good saying. Um, it, it, it's life is all dynamics. <laughs> and it's the same with songs, uh, which I guess music for us is our life. And Eurovision for many people is also their life. So, yep, dynamics, that's where it's at. And you mentioned about how Promise is made to fill a big Eurovision stage. So without giving too much away, uh, what can we expect from your performance in Liverpool? Is it going to be grand, amazing? 
Yeah, well, I mean, we we want all of those things. Yeah, we 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 feel that we need to just dial up what Voyager does live up to eleven, but there are there are limitations with Eurovision as well that that we found with Australia Decides really quite interesting as a live band that often performs specifically for the audience in front of us, a live a live crowd. With Eurovision, we're performing to the camera um, as well. And translating a performance uh, into the camera is a skill in itself, which we're getting better better at with each time we do it. So um, I would expect just extra Voyager. <laughs> Voyager maxed. <laughs> Voyager maxed out. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I was just wondering, what's the message that you want to convey with Promise? What's the meaning of the lyrics? And why did you write? Promise for Eurovision? Um, promise is sort of a reflection on the fact that life can be extremely intense and chaotic at times. And sometimes you just need a friend or someone around you to just hold you and say that it's going to be all right. Because it, you know, it, it can be very difficult, especially with the online world that you get sucked into. It can sometimes pull you out of reality a little bit and I think it's really important to just recognize, you know, at least for most people, I would hope that they have friends or family or someone nearby that they can rely on to just kind of pull them back in and, and you know, support, support them or support each other. Um, so the song, while it has a bit of a dark twist in it and the character in, in, the, in the song kind of gets crushed by the world, they come out re reformed and, and in full recognition that, you know, there is a lot of beauty in the world as well. So, yeah, it's supposed to take you on that very human journey of chaos and, and catharsis, I guess. And following on from what you said about friendship, um, have you made any friends with any other participants in Eurovision this year? Yeah, we have. Yep. Um, with the, the girls from Who the Hell is Edgar? Yeah. Uh, with Pay and Selena. Pay and Selena. We've, we've got along with them really well. Uh, we've hung out with Riley for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the busker, the guys from the busker, yeah, are great. The guys from the busker. We know Andrew Lambrew from from Cyprus, uh, from our Australia decides jaunt. Yep. Um, so we're looking forward to catching up with him again. Um, yeah, every, everyone's been very friendly. You know, we're pretty sociable, happy people. Yep. We we can take ourselves out of the situation and just realize how lucky we are to be in this position. So. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just nice to meet the musos as well because you obviously deal with a lot, a lot of interviews like this one, which is awesome. Um, but the other side of that is that you get to um, share something that I think is a bit deeper with the other musos. You kind of get to share that um, understanding of what the whole Eurovision circuit is like and, and you know, just getting a sense of how everyone else feels about it can be really uh, helpful and refreshing, actually. You know, it's like sometimes like, oh, it's a bit, I feel a bit tired today. <laughs> um, and it's nice to have that sort of rapport to, to say, yeah, we'll all get through all of the chaos together. You know, it's kind of fun. Mm. And could you tell us a little bit, please, about the pre-parties? Because I'm guessing that's where you met quite a lot of the contestants. Um, what's been the highlight of the concerts you've participated in so far and what are you most excited for when it comes to the actual contest? Yeah, well, the, these are all really great practice runs, dry runs for the, for the big final performance, the final boss at the end in Liverpool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we, 
as a metal band, we don't tend to do too many purple carpets. So that was really, really interesting, just kind of going down the middle of a carpet, speaking to press on one side, speaking to fans on the other. Um, yeah, and answering people's questions about about us. And it's it's a it's a privilege to have people ask and be curious. Mm. So that's like a really, really awesome thing uh, for us. We we're we're doing our best to also cross promote our eighth studio album that will be coming out shortly after Eurovision. Um, and we've also got some European touring uh, in October, I'd say, uh, around then that's yet to be announced. But um, yeah, we're we're a busy band this year, uh, but definitely the the promotional side of things is is good practice for us. And really, I think I was most excited about getting on the stage. stage yeah. <laughs> so for for us, like it, this Madrid party was awesome because the Spanish fans have such great energy and they're really outwardly excited. And that just gets us so pumped up. And you got to remember that from us being from Perth, Western Australia, this whole year has been talking about what we're going to do and just talking and talking and talking. And we haven't really been able to show what we're able to do. Um, and so when we were on that stage in Madrid, we just, I don't know, we went pedal to the metal yeah, as uh, hard as possible as hard as possible maybe too hard <laughs> too hard because we just did punch the floor and actually hurt his hand yeah so. ash broke his he smashed his finger on the drum skin as well and split it open um so there's a bit of yeah a bit of voyager dna on that stage <laughs> quite literally but that's rock and roll right that's part of it yeah yeah but we like everyone else is situated in europe so they can just do all these extra parties and do their performances and what have you and we've just been kind of like cooped up on the other side of the world like let us play <laughs> we're musicians is what we do we want to play we want to perform mm. um so now we're looking forward to more performances and uh yeah honing the performance i guess and uh, one of the members of Lord of Lost, which is Germany's entry, has said that he is looking forward to meeting you guys because he really likes that Promise is also metal and includes growling. So I was just wondering, have you heard the German entry? And what do you think about the diversity of genres, particularly rock, in Eurovision? Yeah, yeah, we have heard a lot of the Lost Union. It's great. It's um, it's very, it's very German in its metal stylings, which I think is awesome. It really, I think it truly represents Germany when it comes to heavy music, which is fantastic. We've kind of done a little bit of research as well. And yeah, kind of looked at their other video clips and like the production quality is they're awesome. They're fantastic, yeah. and they like watching some of the behind this. They're like their behind the scenes videos as well. They seem like a band that we would get on like a house on fire with. So um, yeah, it'll be. Re I'm really looking forward to meeting them uh, because we would be, you know, in in this Eurovision cohort that we have here, which sometimes feels like, you know, the first day of school um, where you're meeting and you know you're finding out who you, who you're going to be friends with. You know, like once you graduate, <laughs> Lord of the Lost seemed like, um, yeah, friends that we would be uh, people that we would be friends with outside of school as well. So. Yeah, it'll be great to meet them. And yeah, they're they're killer at what they do. Really, mm. really good. It's just nice to obviously see some more metal being represented in Eurovision generally as well. Because mm. you know, Lordy won in what 2006. So there is there is potential for this thing to work within the Eurovision setting. Um, and I think it'd be cool to see more and more of that in the future as well. Not just more heavy music, but more bands as well. I think it, it's it's a great, it's a great dynamic, you know. 
And because you're representing Australia, I just wanted to know what's your favorite thing about Australia? The cultural diversity. Mm. I, I really reflect on that a lot when we, especially when we tour abroad, you really, you realize how lucky we are to have such a beautiful multicultural society. And that's, I feel that that's what makes me proud to be Australian is that we're made up of all different cultures. Um, it's, it's such a vibrant and just beautiful feeling to, to have, to have that, you know, I'm, I mean, Australia is such a, a, a strange kind of country to come from because I guess as two white dudes coming from Australia, you know, we came from Europe at some point, right. Mm. Um, Europe and the UK. Um, but yeah, I mean, from all the lands on earth, we come that's in our national anthem. Mm. And that's, that's to me, what makes me a proud Australian. Um, I, I, you know, one of the other things about Australia, which is awesome is that because we have such a multicultural society, we have loads of awesome food yeah. from all around, <laughs> all around the world. So if you want great Vietnamese food, you know, it's just down the road. You want yeah. great Indian yeah. food, it's down the other side. Yeah. We've we've got such an awesome uh foodie industry in, in Australia as yeah. well. Yeah. And coffee, of course. And yes, yeah, you're welcome. Coffee. You're welcome, rest of the world, for that. <laughs> um, and one of my university course mates is actually Australian and she's asked me to ask you a question. So shout out to Liv. She would like to know what you think is the best way to have Vegemite. Toast with a bit of butter. Toast with a bit of butter. Mm. Absolutely. Or, or I am a big, big fan of the cheesy mite scroll. scroll yeah. Cheesy mite scrolls, a little bit warmed up. Oh, yep. yes. I've you know what I started that. What is that? So there's a there's a bakery and and or it's basically think of like a cinnamon scroll, right? But instead of cinnamon and, and sweetness, and sweetness, it's uh it's Vegemite. Like, like layered through the scroll and then there's melted cheese on top yeah um i think your your vegemite uh your vegemite dosage depends on how long you've been in australia for because if you're just starting out you should just have like lots of butter on toast yeah. lots of butter and vegemite oh just mwah, just they go together so yeah. so well yeah and you just put a little bit of Vegemite on. Don't overdo it. Don't put it on like Nutella. Everyone gets this confused. It's yeah. not Nutella. It's not peanut butter. It looks like <laughs> Nutella. And sometimes even I do that as well because I love Nutella. And I'll be scraping Vegemite onto the toast and think, mmm, Nutella. And then before I know it, I've like spread it like that thick. But it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to power through it. You know? Power through it. It's kind of like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like eating too much pepper or something but with the vegemite scrolls anyone that goes to australia baker's delight it's a it's a branch of bakery we have there yeah. they do it but if you know if, if you're really feeling um you like you want the full australian experience yeah bring it home get more vegemite and put more vegemite on top of it and then microwave it and it's just mm, oh mm -mm. so good yeah, it's good. There's actually a place near me that does a puff pastry version of the same thing, and it is ridiculously good. Yeah, it's so nice. So you get that buttery croissant like bread with the cheese and the veg. Oh, yeah. See, oh. we can we can shush it up. We can make yeah. it fancy. You know, it's not just oh, so veggie my sandwich. Yeah. I want some bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can tart it up a little bit with a croissant. Oh. Mm, yeah delicious in it yeah so look as long as as long as you're not just like scraping it out with your finger and like eating it or off a spoon or something like that like chocolate yeah that's psychotic 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of people miss out on the true majesty of Vegemite because they're they're overdosing on it essentially. Yeah, I'll have to put that on my bucket list to try whenever I come to Australia next. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what's your favorite thing about Eurovision, and what would you say to anyone trying to become a fan of the contest? I think I think it is the fans, honestly. The, the fans are so passionate about it, and I, I love the the deep dive that the fans do as well. You know, that there's so much like healthy competition in it, um, where people are really talking about all the nitty gritties, and they're like, you know, following what every artist is doing in in on their social media and stuff like that. I think that's a really fun and and interactive sort of way of of running a competition where it feels like the, there's less there's not as much of a disconnect between the musicians and the fans. I think you can fake, you know, the online world for that. But I think that uh, that's what I love about it the most is yeah. you feel closer to the fans. The, 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 I love the excuse to get dressed up. Like for us, there's even the things that we like, we, we will be wearing. We're like, wow, that's, you know, it's pretty extra. It's <laughs> pretty, wear this at home. <laughs> we would like, you know, for, from us, from a, you know, coming from the metal scene and and also touring where we're just like in confined bunks for like four weeks, and you just don't have space to wear anything other than a sweaty black t shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having these cool outfits and having a reason to dress up and put on makeup and all that—that's that's really fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the the Eurovision fans aren't dissimilar to our fans yeah. or fans from the progressive metal world. Um, they're really, really into music and um, really care about these things. Maybe a little bit too much um, sometimes, but the fact that there's interest there is just so cool. Yeah. And you'd rather have a fan base that's engaged with what you're doing than have a passive fan base. You know, yeah. the passive fan base is the worst because you you get a false perception of where you sit with your popularity, but it feels like the people who genuinely like your song uh, are, are genuine about it like very very serious about it <laughs> yeah and anyone that cares about art or creativity is like it's it's awesome it's really really cool so i don't know so we like everything about eurovision um yeah we like the 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 fans the the subculture around it yeah um yeah the the pageantry the conjecture the drama the drama yeah. and most of all the music thank you so, so much for speaking today. Uh, do you have anything uh, you'd like to say to listeners or any advice you'd like to give? Yeah, no, no advice. I mean, if you can vote for us and you would like to, if you, if that's possible, we'd happily receive your points. That would be delightful. Um, yeah, we would just like to say that it's a it's the utmost pleasure to, to be doing this. Um, we're a career band. So stuff like this isn't lost on us. This mm. isn't just like another thing. This is like a huge moment in our career yeah as alex said in another interview it is a golden ticket for us it's a way Mm. for us to engage with more and more people and and that is the ultimate win for a band like us yeah so thank you for listening we hope you enjoy our song and we hope you'll be tuning into our semi-final which is semi-final two (laughs) and uk viewers can vote for australia in the second semi-final on the 11th of may so make sure you pick up your phones and let's get Voyager into the final and make sure you check out their music. It's amazing. Thank, thank you so Thanks. much for coming to talk with me today. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. It's fun. 
Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.